you'd think they'd get it, right? If they go out there and they live it for three hours the way they did yesterday, you'd think they'd get it. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning, I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. Penguins 3, Kraken 0. Seattle brought a nine-game winning streak into PPG Paints Arena and left with literally nothing to show for their trip to Pittsburgh. That's... That's that's enough to drive you nuts, you know, because if you think about what it was that the Penguins did above and beyond everything else. Sure, it's nice to get an early goal. It's nice to be able to protect the lead and all that other stuff. But what they did was they came out defending, unlike in Raleigh. In Raleigh, they came out and gave up breakaways and two on ones and other odd man rushes. Again and again and again, as if they, I, I, I don't know. You've heard me express on here before that I think sometimes when they face teams that have uh, really good speed and younger guys that they feel like they need to get into some kind of track meet with them. And the Hurricanes and the Devils are the teams that I cite most often as a problem in that regard. But yet, you know, Seattle kind of fits that same bill. If you look at their roster and you look at the relative age of it and you look at the style that the Kraken play, uh, they're coming for you. They're skating too. The difference is, in this case, the home team said, you know what? We're just going to defend. We're going to defend. And when we get our chances to score, we're going to rely on the natural skill and experience that's already in the house. I mean, I know, I know it's repetitive, but it's also the thing. It should be the thing that they touch you know, over their heads on their way out the tunnel to the ice surface. This was what Mike Sullivan had to say about this effort overall. I just liked I liked our intent. I, I just thought our intentions were in the right place. And um, when we play the game that way, it's a collective effort. It's a team game, and everybody understands what their role is, and you play it. And uh, you know, and, and for me, I think when our intentions are in the right place and our willingness to play the game a certain way, I think we can be hard to play against. And I thought we were tonight. This is a team that has had tremendous success here over the last month. You know, they're 9-0-2 or whatever they were coming into this game. They beat a lot of really good teams. They have a lot of balance through their lineup. Um, and I, I thought we played a complete game. You know, I, it was uh, it was low event. Um, but that's the game, I think, that sets us up for success. When when we check, we have to play away from the puck. We have to, we have to make sure that we don't provide easy offense for our for our opponents and I didn't think I didn't think we did that tonight I thought we forced them to have to work to get some of the offense that they got give them credit they had a few really good looks and Tristan made a couple of big saves for us uh, but they had to work for it so our intentions and our willingness I think were both where they needed to be just good team hockey you know if you in fact if you even think back to all these shutouts that the Penguins have had as a team 
and Tristan Jari's in particular, more often than not, you're not referencing some virtuoso goaltending performance. You're referencing the team just getting its collective doo-doo together. And that's what happened in this game. That's what happened against the Avalanche earlier in the season. Remember that? That's what's happened against a lot of the brighter lights in this league. And yet it doesn't happen whenever it's the Hurricanes or the Devils. I should probably throw the Rangers into that too. The Rangers aren't you know, what you would call a, a really young team. They have some good younger players, but the Rangers play that style. The Maple Leafs fall into that bracket too. They've got to figure this out. They've got to understand that in order to contend, not just to compete, not to get through, not to qualify for the playoffs as some first or second wild card or whatever, but to contend for a Stanley Cup, there's only one path to be had. And that's to defend. I don't think this team is there yet from a personnel standpoint. I'm going to keep focusing on the third defense pairing. I'm going to keep picking on Ryan Graves. I'm going to keep looking at that bottom six. But that's the formula. Whatever it is that Kyle Dubas thinks he's going to try to get done at the trade deadline, it has to be focused on this, even if it comes with, don't bite my head off for this, sacrificing some offense. And I know there are times when the Penguins are frustrating offensively. I know there are times that they are immensely frustrating when it comes to the power play. But if I can bring in a grinder or two or three or maybe give Colin White a chance instead of sitting him in the press box again yesterday, I'm prepared to go to town with a group of players who will defend behind Sidney Crosby and the rest of these guys. The talent's there. The want to is there. The solution is there. It just needs to be applied universally. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Jay, who asks, DK, what does Drew O'Connor bring to Evgeny Malkin and Brian Rust on their line. And, and you know, Jay, I guess the easy way I could answer that question is to just look at DOC's goal yesterday against the Kraken. The way he went straight line, beeline to the net and converted with a little bit of a flourish there at the end, uh, elevating that puck. And he's capable of that, too. He's got some hands. But that's actually not going to be my answer. What he'll do for that line, I believe, more than anything, is to get into the zone and just eat up the other team's blue line on the forecheck. That's what you've seen from DOC pretty consistently throughout his NHL career. And really, I think over the past calendar year, like meaning into 2023, I saw something in his game that felt like it almost got kind of activated where he spreads himself wide. It's actually kind of funny when you watch his his arms and his legs. He spreads himself really wide as he gets in deep into the zone and makes sure that there's just no way 
for A, the body, and B, the puck to get past him. That disrupts. Even if he doesn't succeed in getting the puck himself, he's going to make sure that that person, the person that he's on, or sometimes people that he's on, have no way of making the play that they want. He's told me himself that that's his emphasis when he gets down there. He's not going to win every battle. He just wants to make it tougher on them. He doesn't want them to be able to, you know, come to one of those cutesy little skate stops behind the net, survey the scene, choose which side they want to come out. Uh-uh, none of that. And when I think of the kind of player that Gino is specifically, Gino is a guy who's going to come late. He loves coming late. He's been doing it his whole life. He's going to find that puck that pops loose. He's going to he's going to take it away. That to me is number 1. Uh, look, I don't mean to keep making a case out of why Riley Smith was hurting this team, but Smith wasn't bringing you anything if he wasn't scoring, and he wasn't scoring. DOC makes stuff happen. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow.